just need to make sure that we are staying calm and focused in the crisis like this and not going into a panic mode. Uh, and the one way to do that really is controlling your emotions, right Nadine? Yes. Well actually there's a few there's a few tips that I'll, I'll give our, our audience here. First off, none of us knows what the future holds regardless of whether there's a coronavirus or not, okay? Mm -hmm. Before the coronavirus, you didn't know the future then either, right? Sure. You could have died in a car accident last week or whatever, mm -hmm. right? So getting all like wired up about this current emergency, etc., is doing nobody a good service. You're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your family a disservice. You're doing the world at large a disservice because you're just feeding into the hysteria and panic. guest in the house she is an extraordinary being and that's why we have her on we have Nadine Sabluski she is the naked life coach she's did I say that right this is why it's hard to do these things live <laughs> that's why you're authentic that's right and we can make things work so we're here with her she's Claim, she calls herself the Naked Life Coach. She is just, I don't even know how to put it. She is just so worldly and educated. Eclectic. Eclectic. Background. I love eclectic. Eclectic. She, she knows NLP. She, she's very in tune with being consciously aware. A uh, lot about relationships, meditation, transformation, and so much more. But... I know I'm just doing a horrible job introducing her, so I am just going to let Nadine introduce herself. Nadine, welcome to the show. Thank you. We like to have fun here, you know. I like having fun. Perfect. Yeah. Then, then we're going to have a good time tonight then. So tell us, a, tell us a little bit about yourself. So you mean you didn't have my whole, she's a mom, superstar. I can't remember all that. There we go. <laughs> mom, superstar, superheroine, correct? Superheroine. Okay, tell me about that. What's what, what's up with that? What's the story behind that one? Well, I think that we're all the heroes of our own story. Mm. Uh-huh. And I okay. choose to be a superheroine in my own story. Love it. Love it. Yes. And I've been a movie star. I've been a uh, Dancer, karaoke singer, I mean, you name it, I like to live my life to the fullest. Oh, and I, I like to help my clients live their lives to the fullest. Right, right. Perfect, perfect. Cool. Yeah, you, your background is just amazing. Now, um, the Naked Life Coach, what is that? How did that yeah, come about? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what, you know, a lot of okay. people are interested. <laughs> that, that's at the end. No, don't listen to that question. What? I'm joking. <laughs> exactly Every, Everybody minds. always asks that, so I'm okay. She's got a niche. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's on her mind. I'm like, no, everybody's going to ask that. Seriously. <laughs> so it all started back in, like, 2007, 2008, when I first saw The Secret, which mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody watching has probably seen that. Sure. Great mm -hmm. documentary. Now, prior to that, I've been fascinated by human potential 
and by magic mm -hmm. since I was like 10 years old. Mm -hmm. Actually, nine, eight, nine. But 10 is when I when I stumbled upon Robert Heinlein and really started getting fascinated by like human potential yeah. and metaphysics and all that. Mm -hmm. And at like 13, I kind of rebelled against my conservative Christian upbringing mm -hmm. and, and got into Wicca. Oh, okay. okay. But by 15, I realized that, like, all the spells and rituals and stuff aren't absolutely necessary. Like, they're just training wheels for your mind to mm. believe that you actually can have an effect on your reality. Mm. And that all that's really important is your will and your word. So sure. at 15, I really started honing that. That's cool. So just a little backstory. But uh, in 2007, when I saw The Secret... That guy on there, that British guy, he goes, I use it to line up good car parks all the time. And I was like, I do that too. Like, I've always I've always said I have good parking luck, right? <laughs> and it struck a chord in me then that I was like, wait a minute, why am I not applying this to more things? Mm. So that's when I really started focusing intently on what can the law of attraction, and I didn't even know the word term back then, but what can the law of attraction be applied to? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, I did traffic. First, because that was like, I used green to... Green light, green light, green light. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not just green light, but like I used to commute from here to Vegas, and that's like a four and a half hour drive, and I'd always get hung up around the, before they put the overpass in, I'd always get hung up at the dam, you know, and right in that approach to yeah. the dam, as soon as traffic goes down to, down to one lane, I'm like stuck behind somebody slow. So mm. all kinds of things, traffic jams, getting, mm. you know, so I changed my program, my setting, I call it setting because it's like changing the channel in sure. reality. Mm -hmm. I changed my setting to be uh, traffic flows smoothly and quickly and vehicles just move out of my way. Mm -hmm. Nice. And since then, I have never been in a traffic jam for longer than like two minutes. Tops, right? It just, if, if it ever slows down, I see that happening and I'm like, wait a minute, this isn't my reality. Traffic flows smoothly and quickly and vehicles just move out of my way and I feel that. What does it feel like to go fast? Sure. Right? I, I, I feel that feeling and I just like project it out. And soon enough, everybody's like going fast to get it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. So you can apply this to like just about anything. Mm -hmm. That's just, you know, when I twigged to that, that was one of the first things I did. Um, so it took me a couple years and I was practicing and, and f trying to figure out like what works versus the times that I tried to manifest things and they just weren't working and I was like oh why is it this? I did it I thought positive I did all the things and it just fell through or whatever right and it took me I was probably doing that for about two years just kind of fine-tuning and figuring out what works and what didn't work yeah and I finally figured out like the formula mm. and it's not just uh, now, I'm explaining it from my now perspective. Mm -hmm. Right, uh, right. I, I wrote a book called Living the Naked Life that breaks it down into 10 ways. Okay. Uh, the ten, uh, Living the Naked Life, 10 ways to expose your unlimited creation abilities. Mm -hmm. And that was what came out of that experimentation. But now I can really, like, concisely say that the law of attraction, first off, is triggered by making a decision. And secondly, it's supported by getting an alignment between your beliefs, your thoughts, your feelings, your words, and your actions. Mm, yes. And when you get that alignment, not only internally, so you don't have internal conflicts going on, but also in alignment with the external result that you want to experience, that's where the magic is. Right. So, sorry, I long, long, no, it's long great. Story, mm -hmm. But I decided when I had figured that out, 
I, I had a growing desire to start teaching others what mm-hmm. I learned. Because so many people, because after you, you come to that realization, that awareness, mm-hmm. you start looking around you and you realize, oh my God, how many people out there don't understand, don't fully grasp what it means to be free. Yes. Because that's, I'm all about freedom. That. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It's all about the freedom. So I knew I wanted to teach people and I didn't know what, I didn't. I actually started teaching people out of the Phoenix Goddess Temple. I don't know if you guys remember no. that place. No, no, no. Um, long story there. I don't even want it. Let's not even is, go Is there. it a Wicca, Wicca organization? It was, it was more of this like bringing goddess worship back, but okay. they had a lot of different practitioners of like Reiki and mm-hmm. massage therapists and people that taught different things. Mm-hmm. So it sounds interesting. It was yeah. a really cool place. Um, so I'd started working there and teaching already, and I just didn't know what to call myself, you know, like, so I'm sitting with a friend a couple months in already, te- you know, after already teaching, and I'm like, man, I got to figure out what to call myself, like, teacher manifestation just sounds too clunky, <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, this is going to be a hard class. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm sitting there, with, I'm, I'm with my friend. And we're in the hot tub, and I said, I gotta figure out what to call myself. And he goes, Well, what do you enjoy be doing? And I was being kind of facetious, but I looked down and I'm like, Well, I like being naked. And he goes, Well, what else? And I said, Well, I like helping people figure out how to get what they want in their life. Mm-hmm. And he goes, You could be a life coach. And I'm like, I could be a naked life coach. <laughs> and it just like clicked, you know, like it was just perfect. And I immediately saw all the reasons why nudity would help people in the coaching mm. process. Like it helps them open up more and be, you know, like get rid of the masks that we wear. Mm, I see. Not it's just, removing the labels. Oh yeah, my God. The labels. Okay. I get it now. Yeah. Oh my God. And how like learning how to be comfortable in your own skin. Because, like, we're all traumatized at, at a young age. Right. Because every toddler you see, they take off their clothes, they run around naked, they're, like, happy, free, mm. blah, blah, blah. And then along comes the adult, and they're, like, bad. Yeah. Dude, you yeah. And the two-year-old <laughs> doesn't, like, even know what's bad. Like, sure. so they get this trauma wound that's, like, right. I'm bad, or freedom is bad, or happiness is bad, or whatever. It's right. different. Mm-hmm. But... So, yeah, I think helping people, like, just, and, and people have said it to me, like, they come in, and they're, they have some trepidation, you know, like, yeah. oh, I don't know if I could be naked, or what if I get a heart on, or, you know, like, there's all this trepidation going into it, but then I've literally had people afterwards say, within, like, five or ten minutes, they yeah. forget they're naked, mm. and that's, like, the whole point, right? Because <laughs> it's not about being naked and just, like, oh, look at me, it's more like, no, be here now Mm. be here now be yourself and be that comfortable in your own skin and then let's also take you to the rest of your dreams right some people try when you kind of look at it as being naked some people look at it and try and sexualize it Mm -hmm. whereas what you're doing as you're 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 embodying into who you are because mm-hmm. you you come into this world naked mm-hmm. you're gonna die probably naked <laughs> right and so or be naked after yeah. you're dead anyway <laughs> exactly. exactly so the thing is is that you are being free mm-hmm. that's the whole thing that I see about it, it. it's like mm-hmm. like I said earlier it's about removing those labels then mm-hmm. you said masks wow. and it's the armor it's mm-hmm. like what we put on it's like you know, I'm wearing a certain type of clothing or whatever. People look at that and then try and they make a stereotype on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're completely naked, 
and you're in an environment with other people that are naked, it is like you're removing all those labels, those stereotypes and things like that. They're looking at you as a totally different individual. Mm -hmm. Very much so. So go to a nudist colony is a really good idea for my self-development. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, come to, or come get coaching. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to be around naked people. I want to try this out. Like This sounds like a, like, because you see, I, I'm going to be honest. When you came on here, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Fred, like, like, what am I going to learn? You know, you, and you're like, you're like, trust me, you're going to learn a lot. And I was like, okay. And you know, I just did because I, I never had that concept as an idea in my head that, because, oh my God, you're so right. I, I, I completely, because I did that recently hmm. with my own kid. What? Oh, caught the... Yeah, hey, put your clothes on. Right. And, and, and you know, now I'm sitting here going like, oh my God, maybe I should be a little softer right. with that stuff. Because to me, I'm like, I'm just telling, put your clothes on sternly. In my mind, I'm like... Yeah. Right, but then I'm not thinking like, two-year-old kid. They don't comprehend why right. or... The subconscious takes everything literal, and they're probably thinking, oh, shame or something yeah. Yeah. associated right. with that. And I'm like thinking myself about my own clothes. I'm like, yeah, why do we feel bad when we're naked in public? It's shame. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, that's that's incredible depth. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm glad to, I'm glad I got the message to you. You can heal your toddler before this. You yeah, know, I'll be like, don't late. be naked. Run. Go <laughs> outside. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Say hi to the neighbors. <laughs> be free. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. You, want you want me to come with you? Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I won't go that far. But no, it makes sense. Yes. It really does. And really, ultimately, everything I do is about freedom. Like, my my goal for the world or, you know, for my impact in the world is to increase the net amount of personal freedom that everybody on the planet has. And I think the only way we can do that is through education and, and learning yeah. more about ourselves and how we work and how we can work the universe. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. No, that's and amazing. I'm like all crying now. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you're, you're passionate about right? it. And that's the, that's the beautiful thing about it. You love doing what you're doing. I do. Totally. A lot of people can't say that they do that. No. You know, and that you feel that passionate about it. It's just beautiful. So thank you for being vulnerable <laughs> with us here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 thank you, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's always nice to have somebody who's <laughs> who's adding, Yeah, you're adding a positive net worth to humanity. Because right now, trying to right right now, like the, I think I think we need that more than ever with the way things have been. We are. Um, hey, you're beating your own drum, huh? That's right. Hey, welcome back to the extraordinary Bean movement. We are always here, having a lot of great time and lots of laughs. Tonight we have the Naked Life Coach with us, who is talking about. What's going on in the state of the world now? Uh, she's very intuitive. Uh, she talks to people a lot about their emotions, about law of attraction. So we want to dive into that because I know a lot of people right now are dealing with a lot of emotional anxiety. Uh, they're very concerned about the world, where things are going to be going, how things are going to pan out. Right now, we truly don't know 100%, but we just need to make sure that we are staying calm and focused in the crisis like this and not going into a panic mode. Uh, and the one way to do that really is controlling your emotions, right, Nadine? Yes. Well, actually, there's a few there's a few tips that I'll, I'll give our, our audience here. First off, none of us knows what the future holds, regardless of whether there's a coronavirus or not, okay? Mm -hmm. Before the coronavirus, you didn't know the future then either, right? Sure. You could have yeah. died in a car accident last week. 
or whatever, mm -hmm. right? So getting all like wired up about this current emergency, etc., is doing nobody a good service. You're doing yourself a disservice. You're doing your family a disservice. You're doing the world at large a disservice because you're just feeding into the hysteria and panic. So I teach people, and it's not into it's not just intuitive. Like mm -hmm. I started out intuitive, but now I can scientifically explain why this <laughs> shit works. Okay. <laughs> Neuroscientifically speaking, we become, I like to say everybody's an addict. Mm, yeah. And the reason I say that is because every emotion that you feel produces a chemical state in your body. So like sure. stress releases cortisol, anger releases adrenaline, uh, happiness is serotonin and dopamine, you know, and I'm, I'm really simplifying this here. I'm not going to go into all the chemical and hormone names and all that stuff, but just so you get the idea... So your body gets habituated to that. Mm -hmm. And then what happens is your subconscious goes, and it's it's your helpful tool, and it's like, oh, the body's craving cortisol, right? Or whatever, or adrenaline, right? Or panic, uh, mm -hmm. or noradrenaline. The body's craving this stuff. How can we make it happen? And it looks through the library of stuff that you've had, uh, experiences that you've had that caused your body to release those things. And it goes on a hunt for them. Mm. That's right. And <laughs> this, this, this interacts with the law of attraction because mm. you find what you're looking for, sure. first off. And it also triggers, you know, like memories, like PTSD, that kind of thing. Um, so it can use what's already stored in there or it can find a new experience yes. to, to panic and freak out about. Mm. One and when, little more, right? right? <laughs> and when you get in that mode, your body's habituated, your subconscious is on board trying to make it happen. You're just going to have the same thing over and over again. And if it wasn't coronavirus, you'd be panicking about something else. Okay? So the key is to step back. And you, in order to do that, it's actually a 30-day process now that I know how to teach that allows you to reprogram your physical body as well as your subconscious so that you literally create new neural pathways that go to where you want to be rather than like the panic or whatever, you create uh, what I call an emotional baseline reset, which gives you a new normal. Mm. And what that means is like you're still going to feel other emotions, but you're going to bounce back to that new normal much faster and easier. Just like right now, if, you're, if your habitual state is panic, you bounce back into panic much easier than anybody else. Mm -hmm. Or if your habitual state is stress, like I used to, I used to be addicted to stress. Mm. I've, I've been an entrepreneur all my life sure. and like I had this paradigm like um, I've always had these huge goals and dreams and ambitions mm -hmm. but I was stuck down here like doing the daily grind that I had to do just to survive and there was such a dichotomy there and I had this paradigm like how can I be happy when like I have all these huge goals but I'm stuck down here sure. doing this and I was stressed like mm. all the time like I got to do more and do more and do more and I don't have the time and you know, just, uh, and what I consciously changed mine to was happiness. I choose mm. to be happy. And I did mine like the old fashioned way. And it took me like two years right. of consciously like catching myself and saying, wait, no, I am happy. I love my life and just doing it through mantras. But now I know, like, a much faster and easier way to help people reprogram it through using neuro-linguistic programming. programming. And it's, like, miraculous, you know? Sure. People start having results, like, immediately. 
Um, and I can't teach you that here right now because right. it takes like an hour, a couple hours. But and physical presence, like no, like, no, no. I I teach people worldwide via Skype or Zoom. So oh. yeah, it's it's. I walk people how to do these processes in their brain, uh-huh. and and then I give them like a daily practice stuff to do. Oh, okay, so they they they, they do have follow up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah. Physical follow up. Okay, right. excellent. Yeah, there there's consistent daily practice, and it takes about thirty days. Okay. You gotta step um, up your game to learn. Yeah, so, yeah, I know it's good because because I, I, I know a lot of NLP coaches whatnot that teach online. They don't have any sort of like follow up that is outside of the classroom, which is like incredibly mandatory because you can talk to Ben Lore or Dilt mm-hmm. about this, and they'll tell you like, are you outside practicing this in situations where right. the, the the pressure's on you? Because those are the moments that's really gonna cement right, right. that new habit. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I give my students uh, minimum three times a day uh, mental, emotional exercise to do. And I walk them through it in session. I usually give them a recording of it they can use outside the session. Excellent. And, um, but it's on them to use it. And I usually say, like, the first week, especially the first week, you've got to do it for... As often as possible, mm-hmm. not just not just the three mm-hmm. times, but like whenever you catch yourself going into the mm-hmm. old undesired state, take a two minute time out, do this thing, mm-hmm. if you can. Obviously, you can't every every single time, but the key is to catch those times so that you're you're creating that new neural pathway and you're basically like creating a roadblock for the old pattern, the old response, and and creating a roadblock and a detour sign that says go here instead. Right, this is the new road being built over here. And as you redo that every time, you're strengthening the new neural pathway, and the old one is decaying away, or not mm-hmm. decaying, but mm-hmm. it, it goes back to being on a unassigned brain matter, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> the road erases itself <laughs> sure. eventually. So that's the key element of it. And then I give other tips and tricks based mm-hmm. on what the individual needs specifically for their situation. Like I was working with, a, I'm working with a client right now, and she had PTSD. She actually had two instances of PTSD. Uh, first from her childhood all the way from, from birth to age 18 being abused. And then she kind of shoved that down and got on with life once she moved out and was a C-level executive. And then like four years ago, she had adult PTSD where she was like literally threatened with death and rape and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. so that trauma, that more recent trauma kind of triggered the earlier trauma as well. Mm-hmm. So we had to redo both, you know, undo both of those. And then after that, uh, she mm-hmm. started experiencing other emotions because the, the panic and the trauma had, the brain response had dimmed, dulled her ability to feel anything else. Wow. Right, wow. because it's so overwhelming. But then she had to work her way through, like, the grief of her father who died six months ago and so, you know, I had to give her some tools to help process those other emotions that were now co- able to come forward that she hadn't been able to even experience. Mm-hmm. So, it's it. There's tons of I, I work. I use work. like I use like fifty different processes. Mm-hmm. You know, depending. Not everybody's gonna get fifty processes, okay? No, but, right, right. <laughs> but you customize it. You customize right, it to right. each client. Exactly. Yeah. Because everybody's different. Right. That's just how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, uh, I'm actually going to be launching a new uh, group coaching for that soon. So I'm going to be doing a, a training on that on uh, Thursday this week on, inside my group. And we'll give you the link for all that. 
Um, but that's so that's one thing is just recognizing that you have or can learn the ability to control your own emotions, mm-hmm. right? From there, it's a decision to do so. And one of the things I highly recommend, especially when there's stupid mass panic stuff going on like there is right now, uh, I, I highly recommend that for like the next 30 days, you just stop watching the news. Stop reading the newspaper. Stop reading online news. Stop stop participating in feeding your brain mm. all that panic and, and scary stuff. Because here's the thing. You know, like, you've probably heard the saying, people say, like, you are what you eat. Sure. Well, I say, you are the ideas which you consume. Mm -hmm. True. Consume consciously. Consume ideas that feed your positive mind, that feed your development, that feed your ability to be a better person, that feed the result that you want to have. Right? Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I love what you're saying here. That you have a choice. Mm-hmm. You have a choice in how you want to feel. You know, and you need to be aware of that. Have mm-hmm. some conscious awareness of it. As well as, you know, reduce what you're taking in. You know, because like she said, whatever, you know, what, what you, you are what you eat. And if you keep taking in this negative news and the stuff on social media and Scary things, of, things of that... You are going to keep it yourself in that panic style state. Mm-hmm. Well, not only that, but like, oh man, I've worked with so many people, and it's such it's such a habit. Like people just leave the TV or radio on for background noise, mm-hmm. and that's <laughs> that's the worst thing. That's yeah, even still. worse, yes, because there's all that stuff, and then it's just going right in with no conscious filtering whatsoever. Yeah, yeah think yeah. of all the children that are going to bed tonight with Disney on. Oh, my God. Well, even with their hair. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what? There's nothing really, there's like nothing on any TV show or a lot of movies. you got to be very, very discriminating of what ideas are actually in right. those things. Right. You know? And are they ideas that you want? To consume. Cinderella. It's like, do you really want to teach that metaphor to your daughter? Right. Well, what is the like, metaphor? What is the metaphor, Cinderella? You've seen it. The metaphor is that in order to be happy, you have to meet your prince charming who will carry you off and you'll live happily ever after. And there's only one, and you have to find that one. See, I was looking at things completely different then, because she was Not basically a- being, a, she was the stepsister, the stepsister. No, she was the main child. The step evil stepmother and stepsisters uh-huh. were... We're preventing, or you know, See, yeah. trying, taking. I wish I saw the wrong one. Well, the, the thing is, know, what's taking ha- everything from her. So it was abuse, right? Starting out, and then like the only way she gets out of this abusive situation was by having a fairy godmother who gets her into the ball where she meets the prince, and then she has to run by midnight, and he has to chase her because she had to leave because her <laughs> coach would turn back into a pumpkin and her dress would disappear and everything. And he sounds like he was a pimp. Instead of fairy godmother, he was a pimp. <laughs> Think about so this. Think she about leave, it. Yeah. She has to leave by midnight, and then she drops her shoe, and that's the only way he has to find her. And he goes through the entire kingdom having everybody try on this shoe, and the evil stepsister tries to cut her toe off to fit on it, and just all this weird, bizarre stuff, man. Like, if I was watching that as a kid, I'd probably have nightmares. Yeah. But, even, <laughs> but even going on with our current situation, having all that news in the background... It's also affecting children subconsciously. Oh yeah, totally. Right. You know, having now they're having they're they're not aware of what's going on. Well, the parents are communicating <clears throat> it. 
and yeah. they're having the dialogues or probably taking their kids to the grocery store or things like that. Oh, it's they're probably They're probably hearing all these things and especially they're like now they're not in school. So the thing that I kind of look at <laughs> is like it's it's all fear and, and fear mm -hmm. is a lower frequency. Mm -hmm. So when you are being of love and sharing love, that's at a higher frequency. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing where it's like, that's the reason why people feel discomfort because of, it's the fear of the unknown. Oh, yes. And mm -hmm. they, they panic because it's like, we don't know what's going to go on because, mm -hmm. because it's the fear. Yeah. Well, guess what? You never know anyway. You don't know anyway. So like, but, but, like you but, gotta some people be, but some people, they want to be prepared. Right. And yet the younger they, they, they don't have no idea what to really prepare because when you look at things uh, like Florida is an example. Florida, they've gone through so many hurricanes. Mm -hmm. right. So they know what it is to prepare to go ahead and batten down the hatches, go ahead and getting their supplies, whatever mm -hmm. they might need. And then they're able to, there's plenty of supplies to go around. Mm -hmm. However, what's happening right now is like mm -hmm. they're freaking out and they're grabbing and stuff. That, and mm -hmm. that's, not yeah. that's not proper preparing. No. That's, that's panic and hysteria. I mean, if you want to properly prepare... Then sit down and make yourself a checklist. Really think yeah. it through logically. <laughs> yeah. What do you need if you have to stay home for two weeks or three weeks, right? Because that's what they're talking about, right? Yeah, that's right now. Mm -hmm. What do you really actually need? <laughs> you don't need 20, 12 packs of toilet sure. paper. Uh, logically, you know, like, get your mind out of the fear state and focus on the logic side. That's one tip. Stop consuming all this fear propaganda mm -hmm. and, uh, third, and, and consume consciously what you do want. And now I forgot my third tip. We've been talking about emotions, how to deal with them in the crisis that we're going through right now. And Nadine, before we left, before we went to break, you were talking about your checklist of emotions, things that people need to be aware of. Can you go over those again? Well, sure. So my top three tips that I'll leave, leave you with tonight is first off, being aware that you have the capability mm -hmm. to control your own emotions, that you're not at the mercy of you know, whatever's going on in the world or what's going on in your life or other people or any events or anything, you have the power to control your own. Sure. Like, I can't push a button. I mean, I, I'll just, you know, as a demonstration right now, uh, Chris, I'm, I'm pushing a button. I want you to be really angry right now. I'm just pushing this button. Now, do you actually feel angry or no? <laughs> right. I, I'm really trying. My point is, like, nobody has that power outside of you mm, to, to decide how you feel or, or force you to feel anything. Mm -hmm. So that's step one is understanding that you have the capability. Number two, turn off all the media. Only consume ideas that feed your conscious growth that are positive. Mm -hmm. Consciously consume what you're. Extraordinary being, my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, and third, the one I start didn't quite get to. Uh, put your mind into a seeking mode for positivity. And the way I like to do this is to have a gratitude list, and I have to add five new things to it every day. Wow. So I start out the beginning of the day, and I read my which is now ginormous gratitude list. <laughs> and I have to, my goal, one of my goals every day is I have to find five new things to add to it. So that puts your subconscious mind into seeking mode. Mm -hmm. uh, Anthony Robbins did a, did a, ex, a exercise in, you know, in his big workshops and he has everybody look around and he tells them, look around the room and 
see how much brown you notice. And then he has them close their eyes, and he says, now tell me how much green is in the room. And he can't do it, because you find what you're looking for. Your brain records the things that you're looking for. I mean, it records everything, but what you can cut. (laughs) (laughs) So that's one of the key elements of doing this gratitude list, is to put your brain into seeking mode for that which is positive, for that's Mm -hmm. what you love, what you enjoy, and you'll start to notice more and more of it. You might have to add more than five things but every day, but, sure. <laughs> you know, five is a minimum. Um, do it, right? And, and put yourself in that positive-seeking mindset. No, and I totally agree with you because when I do my I am statements mm-hmm. or even my, go through my list of things I've been grateful for, my gratitude, that it does make me feel different. I, have, I feel like a different energy inside. I feel more positive, more uplifting, mm-hmm. knowing that... The negativity that I was surrounded with has now dissipated because mm-hmm. I'm focusing on these things that make me happy or, or how I've made other people happy. Absolutely. So, yes, it's a very powerful tool to use. If you haven't tried it, make sure that you do. It's something that you might need to be doing right now in your life just to get through the circumstances that we're dealing with here. Uh, Nadine, we have a few more minutes here. What I want to do is talk a little bit more about you, what you have going on, how people can get in touch with you, things of that sure. nature. Well, I've got a bunch of books on Amazon, um, seven seven titles so far plus wow. plus one of the one of the books I broke out and published each chapter separately because it's pretty in depth. Um, you can find out all about me on my website, thenakedlifecoach.com. That's the nakedlifecoach.com, <laughs> and you, you can find my books through my website. You can, if you want to work one on one with me, I have a process. I have a client application. That you would need to fill out, and then I'd set up a, a discovery call with you to see where you're at, what you want to achieve, and how I can help. Uh, I also do a couple live in-person groups in Phoenix. Uh, for the one-on-one and some group coaching, I work with people anywhere in the world via Skype or Zoom. I've actually recently started transitioning to Good. Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found it's a lot more user-friendly after the initial setup. Um so I work with clients internationally, one-on-one. Uh, I'm also going to be doing a new group training program that's online uh, coming up here. I'm going to be doing a free training in my Facebook group, which is Adventure to True Love. So it's Facebook forward slash groups, Adventure to True Love. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you can find that. Actually, I don't have that link on my website yet. But you can always contact me through my website if you want the link. Or I think he tagged my page, so there's like yes. a link. Yeah, there's a link on my page off of this, uh, you know, my Nadine Sabolsky, the Naked Life Coach page on Facebook. And you can join that free. I'm actually going to be doing a free training on changing, you know, achieving emotional well-being this Thursday, the 19th at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern or Mountain Standard Time. 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Arizona. And I'll be leaving it up for at least a day or two for people that can't, you know, make it at that time. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Mm -hmm. I mean, guys, I think we learned a lot tonight about dealing with our emotions, how to control it. Mm -hmm. You know, that this is all a choice. Yeah. Everything is a choice. Everything. Yes. And this is something that, I mean, we all know very few people in the world even comprehend or even are aware of even exists. Like it's a concept that this is cutting edge technology. Yeah. This, you you know, the the thing I want to say one more thing. If we have time, time. Um, 
so a lot of people think they need to go to therapy and they need to like, mm-hmm. and I have a problem. I have an issue with like therapists and drugs because none of that is really necessary. And the drugs can actually be harmful with all the side effects. And then you take something else for this, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Talk therapy can actually re-traumatize people. Yes. So what I use neurolinguistic <clears throat> programming is actually what we call content free, which means I don't need to know the details of your trauma. I don't need to know any of that. I just walk your brain through doing tricks to literally disconnect the emotional Mm -hmm. connection from the memory. Mm. And, uh, yeah, a lot of talk therapy literally re-traumatizes people by having them relive that over and over. Mine's the exact opposite. Um, The thing is, neuro-linguistic programming is new. It's, like, only been around since 1980-something. And schools... In the, med- in the medical industry especially, are 50 years behind cutting-edge scientific knowledge. So what happens is, okay, it hasn't even been 50 years yet, so maybe in 10 more years they might start teaching this in school. Your therapist got out of school however many years ago they got out of school, so their knowledge is 50 years plus the amount of time they've been practicing, mm-hmm. unless, they're, unless they're constantly educating themselves, but that's pretty rare in that field because they're busy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not that they're bad people, but they don't know any better. And this is cutting edge scientific neuroscience Mm -hmm. that we understand today, how our minds and bodies actually work in order to make effective change. Totally. Totally agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With therapy, you're always living in the past. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been told. With coaching, you're more in the now and the present. Yes. In the present and what steps to take to get to, to the future, to the goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people tend to go that they have the anxiousness. And you see that a lot right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True, true. Well, Nadine, thank you for being on our show tonight. We learned a great wealth <laughs> from you, and we definitely want to have you back awesome. again. I'd love it. Well, I appreciate our it. discussion. Group hug? We, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing that. There'll <laughs> be evidence of the group hug later. <laughs> well, this is Linda Karma. You've been listening to the Extraordinary Being Movement. Make sure you like, share, and comment if you're looking for more shows like this or have other topics you'd like to discuss, let us know. Mm-hmm. If you need a little positive influence in your life, always be listening to our radio show. You can tune in at ebmradiolive.com where we have an assortment of coaches on there giving great advice from life transformation to how to flip houses. Tons of great <laughs> things out there for your mind to get distracted with positive goodness. I hope everybody has a great night. Stay safe. Be happy. Until next time. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. Until next time, my friends, not only be extraordinary, be legendary. Peace, love, and harmony to you.